I'm so excited that we finally have two microphones working. I know. This feels so good. We've been struggling um, with the technology and we're in a good place at this moment. So we're happy. And, you know, thank you guys for bearing with us and keep in mind that we are a nonprofit organization. So heck no, can we afford a studio or somebody, you know, techie to take care of us? Like all our monies are going towards the dog, towards our education and awareness program and paying all the fucking fees you need to pay in order to run a nonprofit in this country. You know, and the fact of that we're doing this because we want to make a difference in the world and, you know, and sometimes it can be so overwhelming and so um, discouraging and feels like just impossible, but you know, not doing anything would feel worse. So I'm, I'm glad, even though we struggle with financially covering costs and everything, and we're on an episode and podcasting, and podcasting. So we're, I don't know what episode we're at. Or we figured that out yet. I think we're on episode 25. Shut up. Yeah, we're Shut getting up. there. It's like our little podcast baby is growing up. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We had a fundraiser, or actually, we didn't have a fundraiser. Our local pet store had a fundraiser for fairy tales. That's right. I mean, things are happening for fairy tales. We're growing. More people are getting to know about us, and we are spreading the word out there. Let's talk more about the situation that is going on in the shelters. Let's talk about the fact that we're euthanizing about half a million healthy dogs in America every year. Everybody needs to know, and we're here to let you know. Yeah, and it's your job to let everyone else know, because the fact of the matter is that if you're listening to this, you already care. So we really need to touch, reach out to people who don't care, but perhaps the facts would change their mind. I don't know. That's right, dog lovers. Let's rock and roll. We're in this together. F A I R. Y-T-A-I-L-S Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Louise. We are here today to talk about the love that we feel for our rescue dogs. And sometimes this great love that we have for our rescue dogs makes us do extreme crazy things. Such as jumping in front of a bus to save a dog or diving into a river full of alligators to save a stranded puppy on a rock. The stories of heroic dog rescues are so heartwarming, we decided to rejoice in some of the most breathtaking stories with you. Oh my gosh, this is such an exciting topic because anytime I've seen those videos of those rescue stories, I am blown away and it it makes me feel hope for humanity to see that people do do good things out there and we don't show enough of the good news in the world. And Tiffany, you are the one who can just scroll online and just get stuck on watching these videos. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a couple that I have top of mind right now, and uh, I don't know which one I should share, but... Hey! Oh, is something under there? Oh, is it your ball? <laughs> mm. Okay. All right, sorry, Joni needed his ball. Um, I, When I saw this video, my son texted it to me, and I was watching it, and I didn't know what I was watching at first, so I had no idea, and then when I watched it, I was 
in shock. So, but what it is, is this guy's running to a train track and he is, you can't tell what he's quite doing it in the video, but he's struggling. And then you see this furry animal there and you're like, what the hell? And the train is coming and the guy literally, it looks like in the video, he didn't make it. Because it was so, that was how close it is. It was like milliseconds. He got the, the dog was fucking tied to a train track. So somebody deliberately tried to kill this sweet, poor, it was like a shepherd um, dog. And uh, this guy risked his life. I literally was going to die for this dog he has no relationship with. That is amazing. So people are good, even though we get think about all the bad people and all the, you know, they buy dogs and they don't get their dogs neutered and blah, blah, blah. You know, we have to also start focusing on what is good happening out there, too, so that we don't get discouraged and down. Because this is what happens for to me. I get down and discouraged. So I need to focus on these these stories. It's absolutely amazing. And if I think about it, uh, would I jump in front of a train to save a dog, just like a strange dog? If I have to think about it, I'll be like, no, because I have to live. I have my own dog depending on me. And like you have your kids depending on you. So your answer would have to be no. But, you know, in that split second, you just see that poor animal just about to get killed and you just got to save him it's the instinct it's a split second decision and you're saving a life by risking your own life and it's the most heroic thing you could ever do i know we should see more of that like that should be what we should be talking about those stories and i mean i'm talking about us but like in in general the news not just about dogs but the, the good things that are happening in the world like we need to start seeing those but you know as humans like to watch the, yeah. the train wreck as the saying goes but what's interesting is i feel like just watching that video i feel like that he had another power watching out for him i swear because it was such it was so miraculous and yeah. so such a split second i mean i can I, milliseconds and and like you said we are constantly overwhelmed and feeling so defeated by all these people who don't give a shit about all the dogs that are euthanized in the shelters and they they know this but they still go to the breeders because they gotta have their specific looking dog and they don't care about dogs in general they just gotta have a dog yeah you know, maybe it may be a little conversation here and there would make a difference. I mean, I had a conversation today with my um, facialist and, you know, she was talking about getting a dog and getting a breeder dog. It was a, like a designer dog. And I said, please, please don't get one. Get you if you want a fluffy dog. I know she's like, oh, this dog is so cute. I get it. There's so many cute dogs out there. Just go on Pet Finder, type in the dog, type of dogs you like, and I promise you a bunch of us going to show up. You don't want to support, you know, animal abuse. Like, why would you want to support abuse? And what did she say when you talked to her about it? So she was very... St- like she even knew that it's not, you know, the behind the scenes, it's bad. And that's what I'm saying. People fucking know, but they just don't give a shit. So that was what was hard for me to take in that she actually knew. Cause I know we talk about education and of course there's a lot of education that still need to be out there, but the fact that she knew and she still was willing to go to a breeder. It's like, why, why, you know, and you just don't care. And you think that if you want a dog, you automatically care about dogs in general. 
But you know what it is? It's like <clears throat> all those white men going off to Thailand, buying themselves some kind of mail-order bride. They don't care about women. They don't care about women's rights or anything, or they don't value women. They just want their own woman. They don't That's care about the love. same thing. Yeah, it's like they don't care about love, true love. They yeah. just want the fucking, their fucking thing. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, like, if you have a relationship with your dog, then you know that it's not because of their breed. I mean, take Journey, my dog. I don't love him because he's a pit bull. I love him because he's amazing. And we have this beautiful bond and we make each other feel good and laugh and, you know, all that. It has very little to do with the fact that he's a pit bull. You know, that brings me to what I was reading in this book. On uh, Why do I always forget the title? But, you know, it's something. Oh, is it the monk book? Yes. It's... How to live like a monk? Yes. Is that how what it's called? How to live like a monk or how to think like a monk. And I mean, uh, forgive me. You, I'm sure it's a popular book. But anyway. Yeah, people, you know the title. <laughs> or, or Google and you will find it. How to think like a monk or yeah. how to live like a monk. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But Sorry, anyways, go on. This is what happens when you get old. You can't remember shit. But... Listen to me. So, but I did read about, talked about relationships. And one of the things that talks about what, why we get into relationships and it had like the, you know, so we're, tr- we're attracted to them. We think we're, um, if we like that they're smart um, or like intelligence is the thing, um, that they have, you know, they're successful. And then the other two was having a, a spiritual connection and um, maybe it was a friendship or something else I forget connection it was just connection and uh it said that the couples that are the only couples that are are together for spiritual connect and connection are truly happy and you know so you think of those first three things those are the reasons you buy breeds yeah it's very superficial and it doesn't come down to the bottom line and you know uh, don't get me wrong, because I know there are a lot of people out there with breeder dogs who have very deep and profound, meaningful relationships to their dogs, but I think they might be blindsided to the fact that it's a breed. And what what I always want to point out, too, is that we're not hating at all on breeder dogs. We love breeder dogs. All I love dogs. Frenchies. <laughs> I, I love you, Great Danes. I, I love all of these dogs. And I also love a lot of people who have breeder dogs. Uh, but the situation is, you know, it's not about that you can't love a dog for its breed. It's that you have to recognize the fact that we are overbreeding dogs over the demand. We are overbreeding them so much to the point that the shelters are busy euthanizing about half a million dogs every year in America. And this is only because breeders are going crazy with breeding and pumping out money. And it's it's all about making money. It's about so, money. They don't care about the dogs. They're, about, they're doing, I mean, they may, even if they care about the dogs, they don't, they're part of the problem. And Louise and I get lists of dogs that need, that need rescuing that don't have a chance. And because it's a full list of huskies that someone got from a breeder. The shelters are filled with huskies, German shepherds, and pit bulls that people all bought. Mm. And now they're like, oh, this is too much of a dog, or I can't handle it. They didn't train yeah, because the breeder didn't care enough to vet if this was a suitable breed for these persons with this lifestyle, you know? And they, they don't just, care. they don't care. They're just, you want a dog? Pay for it. There you go. 
every time that like somebody gets a breeder dog, a couple of animals in the shelters are going to have to pay for that. Oh, that's right. That's the perfect way of saying it because that that's ca- called supply and demand. It's simple as that. It's economics. I mean, they're they're they want a dog, so it's going to go out of the pool. But they're creating the demand somewhere else, so that other dog just lost a potential buyer. And I'm actually very sympathetic and saddened for most breeder dogs. And the reason I say that is because, one, they end up in the shelter. Two, a lot of people who get breeder dogs don't necessarily know what they're doing or what they're in for. And because they're going in with this like fantasy of having the, you know, they, this, the Frenchie walking around, but they're not prepared for the vet bills, the care, um, the, the exercise the dogs need. So a lot of the times these dogs end up being in homes that are not best for them. So they suffer. That's why we need to have breeders that care about the dogs and care about the situation and don't want to worsen the weight on the shelters already. So these people are not just going to sell their dogs to anybody. They're going to make damn sure that these people are in it for life and that this is a good fit for both the dog and the humans. Regulations, please. Can we? When can we evolve as a country and get some regulations on breeding? It's just, there's so many things that are antiquated about how we the laws and what we do still to this day. Um, and, you know, we need more laws. What, there's nothing, there's no if, ands, or about it. You know, people don't like a lot of laws, but you know what? We need laws because people suck and are stupid and they're greedy and horrible. And that's why their laws exist. Do you think people automatically are going to do the right thing? Fuck no. Sadly, no. Tiffany, I want to show you a video uh, that really rocked my world. It's... Um, I found it. It's from a Good Morning America. They they showed um, this woman who attacked a bear barehanded to save her dog. Oh, my God. I love her. Fucking badass woman. Just incredible. The moment 17-year-old Haley Marinico came face to face with a bear in her own backyard. The incident was all caught on a home surveillance video. I didn't know I had it in me, to be honest. Like... Who does that? Who in their right mind pushes a bear? Watch as the bear and two cubs casually walk along the top of a brick wall, possibly looking for food. Then the family dog runs over and starts barking at the bear, who swats back at the dog as the cubs scramble away. And that's when Haley sprang into action. So badass. Oh, fuck. And she just, boom, runs up, grabs the bear, just pushes her off the fence. (laughs) It's amazing. I fucking, oh my God, I love that woman. They're badass. And she was on the Good Morning Show. Like Amir, I love what would see. That's a good show. They're showing this. You know what? I love that they show that, but it got me pissed off because the rest of the show, they're talking about, you know, that of, uh, she shouldn't have done this. And, you know, I mean, for obvious reasons. Right. George, in every story people have ever seen on the news about a bear encounter, there's always some expert that's interviewed that comes on and tells people what you should do if you encounter a bear. In none of those stories does the expert ever say you're supposed to charge towards the bear. That's exactly what this young lady did. She had her reasons. Even though it was a split-second decision and things worked out, it was not the right decision. 
up yeah, to a we, wild we animal. know that do you really do you really need to tell us that like obviously that's why this is so profound because this isn't something you should do but fucking she did it and she's a badass exactly and you know it's just what i'm thinking if if this was a human baby that she rescued we wouldn't be having this conversation everyone would just be applauding her for being a hero and for saving this baby but when it's a dog we all of a sudden have to talk about who's worth more who's worth less and that Mm. if your family member is not a human being then you should not risk your life for this and you know it's just shut the fuck up this woman is a hero she saved her baby Applause. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. She's she's a badass. She saved her for babies. And you know what? That's her family. It's like your family's come in all kinds of forms. They sure do. And we all have a natural instinct to save them when they're in danger. Like if, if a bear is coming at your baby, go ahead and save that baby or you're going to live with that loss for the rest of your life. It's like, mm-hmm. can you imagine like a reversed video? Let's say uh, a bear is coming uh, on to a human child and the mother is like, oh, I'm not going to get close because I, I don't want to get in trouble. People would hate on yeah. that mother. And then the baby got killed because that's what would happen. And they would call her a bad mom. That's right. Oh, fuck. You know, yeah. But I know we're a very uh, small group in this world who thinks that, uh, you know, dogs are equal uh, in value as family members as human beings are. And we're constantly reminded of this. When um, I lived at my previous place and um, uh, I was walking one night and my neighbor who had his three big dogs... Uh, He lost control of their leashes and they fucking attacked the shit out of me and my dog. It was horrendous, dramatic. It was serious. And so what happened was that these three dogs were going at journey. And that's my baby. I'm his mother. In a split second, I just dove down there and laid my body over journey to be like a human shield so that they couldn't bite him and instead they they bit me and eventually a neighbor heard the ruckus they called the police the police came and you know got all the dogs off of us and um you know settled the situation but after that I had a police officer screaming in my face about me being an idiot for protecting my dog and, you know, while I'm sitting there bleeding from my head in the ambulance, he's standing Fuck there you, screaming dude. and spitting in my face oh about my God, how fucking he thinks asshole. I'm such an idiot to protect my dog. And that pisses me off. You know, fuck you, asshole. First of all, w- would he have said that if you were a man? I don't know, number one. Number two, you did nothing wrong. You did what you... You're fucking protecting your dog. Like, your heart would be fucking broken to pieces if you didn't do anything. And look what happened. You came out fucking alive, beaten up, and hurt. But you're fucking, look, you're, here you are. You're I'm fucking fine. badass. You're and a my badass. my dog is alive because I did that. It's, it's yeah. just, you know, it's like people it's, who <laughs> don't value animals the same way we do. Okay, we're different. We have different opinions, but... They get so aggravated. They get so angry when why? they discover, you know, but that why? we were willing to risk our lives to save these animals. It's very, um, it's very, what do you call it? Pro- uh, provo- provocating. 
It's yeah, very it's provocating like, yeah. for them because they're like, oh, they're not worth this much. And it just makes me feel like we're living in, you know, the 1920s where people would say that about black people or gay people, you know, that they're not worth or as women. much. And, yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, you know, I mean, people always have to fucking express their opinions and their judgments. And you know what? Shut up. Just celebrate just, love. Yeah. Celebrate the heroes. Yeah, and like just try to fucking open your mind to another way of thinking instead of like going straight to judging you and criticizing you. Be like, ah, that's so interesting. This girl risked her life for that dog. Wow. Exactly. Like fucking open your, everybody needs to open their mind and expand their minds and get out of this closed-minded space of, dog, you shouldn't do that. You don't do that. Like, like. Stop with the sh- let's let's just think about it. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> we are here today to celebrate the love that people have for their animals, and I have an awesome video to show you, uh, Tiffany. Oh, I can't wait. This is also from Good Morning America, and this one they did good. Um, uh, so it's this old man who is walking his uh, King Charles Cavalier in Florida. And um, the dog runs into a pond, and there's an alligator in there that Ooh. just snaps at the dog. Oh, shit. The man, he just calmly just like goes into the pond, like without thinking. He grabs that alligator by its mouth, but like beats it open, and so the dog gets out. The dog runs away with just a few puncture wounds, and he's just like handling that alligator. And meanwhile, the whole time. He has a cigar in his mouth. Oh, my God. I love this guy. I fucking love this guy. Right here, Richard Wilbanks saves his dog from the jaws of an alligator. He just came out from under the water like a missile coming out and grabbed gun and went right back into water with it. You know, it all happened so fast. It was just reaction and, uh, you know, adrenaline. Watch again as Richard wrestles Gunner out of the alligator's mouth while never losing the cigar from his. Oh my God, this guy's fucking badass. This old guy's like, not fu- he fucking handled his shit. Men out there, you need to look at this old guy and watch him and learn. This guy's a fucking, I mean, like he's fucking hot, badass old guy. Yeah, and you know what? It's exactly what you were saying here, that here we have a, you know an older man saving this animal and putting himself in danger by grabbing an alligator by the mouth. And nobody is telling him that he shouldn't be risking his life for an animal. But when this young girl shoves a bear to save her dog, then, you know, the news situation mm-hmm. is spending over two, three minutes talking about how she shouldn't be risking her life to save an animal. Glad everyone's okay. Richard Wilbanks got his wounds cleaned up. Now someone just needs to get him another cigar, guys. <laughs> Sexism. Good morning, America. You need to wake up. Fucking sexism is alive and well. It's not over. It hasn't even started. And you know what? When anytime people say to you that, you know, a lot of people, women are afraid because they they think they don't want to be seen as a feminist or they they don't understand. And you know what? To not be looked at this way. This is about fucking equal rights and being treated equally, period. And if you don't, believe that women should be treated equally why ask yourself why is that just really look inside yourself what is that 
Anyway, we went on a tangent, but that guy is fucked with a scar in the mouth. He's fi- That's amazing. I know. The fact that he, like, do, do it, like, such a calm-minded way with his cigar in his mouth. He's just such a cool fucking dude. And he's a hero. That dog is lucky to have him. Yeah, he is. Mm. Well, I know that I, lo- I love my dogs. Like, I the thought of losing them in a situation that I could help I wouldn't think twice about it. It'd be just like instinctual, like you said. It just would be an instinct. I mean, I would like get in front of, uh, I have gone in front of cars for our fosters that ran in the street. I'm like with my hands. I mean, I've do- gone in the, the the traffic of San Francisco. Like when we remember those dogs out loose, I was like, I right remember. in the street, stop. I'm like, these are Chavez in the middle of the street. with Fucking stop. Like, ah, it's like. Fuck, I'm not, I'm not letting this happen on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. That's why we are women running a dog rescue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. Women, we're badasses. We're good. We're fucking taking the world by fucking storm. So fucking wi- other women out there, let's all rise up and let's do our shit. Yeah, the dogs need us. So let's go. Let's go. It's up to us. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Um, well, interesting. With like speaking of um, vets without borders, and you know what they're doing to risk their lives and help uh, and help animals. That's right. I mean, that is an extreme form of rescue that is rarely talked about. Vets without borders is, um, as you might understand, similar to. Doctors Without Borders, which is a hero organization for so many people in so many underdeveloped countries and third world countries. And so what uh, Vets Without Borders does is uh, that for one thing, they help educate people about how to prevent diseases in animals and how to like cure them with what they have and uh, save these animals. We should all acknowledge that vets do not make as much money, not even close, as doctors do. Um, they really are, you know, very underpaid with big hearts. And so Vets Without Borders really, I mean, the love they have for the animals to do this is really incredible. Yeah. And even if you don't have the love for the animals, like recognize that what they're doing for the animals is helping to save the people that are living under minimal conditions and struggling and you know it's because we're all bound together so many people rely on their working animals on their farm animals they rely on them for food and for work and it's just you know one big circle of life that's right circle of life you know it's like we when we help others we help yourselves you help yourselves and so you know when I was reading about vets without borders online and discovering that you know they exist and you know I I kind of wanted to quit fairy tales and join them <laughs> you know oh, I, I yeah. wanted to quit life and everything yeah, I just yeah. wanted to join their rock yeah. star group oh. um, it's like you know it's like damn I get a little jealous of people who get to do these extreme rescues because it's like what's more meaningful and what's more awesome and it's like wow mm. i mean you I, I you could go to vet school i know i could uh but you know it's a lot of work and that was like you know just uh, i wanted I to be there right now right there yeah. um 
And another thing that I was completely blown away by is um, what happened in Afghanistan recently, you know, when the American troops deployed and got the heck out of there. And um, uh, it's this woman from Tennessee. Her name is uh, Charlotte Maxwell-Jones. And uh, she stayed behind. Like, she, uh, she had the choice of being evacuated from Afghanistan during this very dangerous period. But she chose to stay behind because she wanted to save some dogs that the military had used. And so, don't worry, people. The, the U.S. military dogs, like, they, they took a all their dogs out, they evacuated them. However, the military um, that has been in Afghanistan has hired dogs in there that are called like contract military dogs. So they're not owned by the U.S. military, but they've been working for the U.S. military. And of course, they were facing the danger just as much as any other person or dog during that time. Uh, But like the U.S. was like, that's not our responsibility, let's go. However, this wonderful woman, uh, she decided to stay back uh, and to make sure that all these dogs get, got evacuated and put in a safe place before she got the heck out of there. I fucking love her. She is... Like, uh, these are our heroes that we should be talking about and celebrating. Yeah, so Charlotte Maxwell-Jones is the director and founder of Kabul Small Animal Rescue. So Kabul is the capital in Afghanistan. I love her. And she founded, like, this dog rescue there. And she said she stayed behind until roughly 130 dogs... Uh, were safely evacuated because she's like they're my responsibility and I love them and I care for them and uh, she said if I'm not here there's a lot less chance that anybody's gonna care and do something Uh, so you know she stayed behind and she saved all these dogs life while risking her own life while the Taliban took over Afghanistan and she saved those dogs She's a fucking badass. What and did she? I mean, how did she do this? That seems like impossible. Like she's a she's a superhero. Cause can you imagine you and I doing that? I don't know. It'd be so fucking hard as fuck. I, I'm I'm just blown away by her. And I wish I could just email her. I don't know. I want to say something to her. Let, let's yeah. Let's see if we can send her a hug somehow. Yeah. There should be a hugging delivery service. Like if you want to send a hug to somebody in Tennessee, but you live in California, it's like. I you, fucking love that, you Louise. know. You, you, you get, but because you know, COVID ruins that. <laughs> but what a great idea! Fuck, if we didn't have COVID, Louise. If we didn't have COVID, are you fucking? Do you, do you understand what you are seriously saying is actually a really fucking good idea? Hugs for everybody. Hugs for everybody. I love to hug. I love hugging people, and COVID has changed that a lot. Um, you know, but people are hugging again. And you know what? I'm hugging and I'm starting to hug again. And, you know, I got vaccinated and I'll get the fucking booster and I'm going to fucking hug because we need human contact. We need it for our just our serotonins to be in a better place. I mean, I fucking hug my dogs all day long. I can't even get out of bed because I'm like spooning them like, oh, I love my dogs. They're so comfy. Cozy. I'm like, oh, cuddly. Love them so much. You know what? If you, you don't, anybody who doesn't have a dog is missing out on the cuddles missing out big time like 
I don't, I don't understand how people won't sleep with their dogs. Like, that's my favorite thing to do is sleep with them. You know what? Not every dog likes to sleep that's in the true. bed. Uh, Journey is my first dog who actually, like, sleeps in the bed with me. Uh, none of my previous dogs have because they get too warm or they want their space. And that's totally okay. Yeah, he's a he's a he's like a human body next to you. Like I mean, God, I would love to sleep with Journey. I yeah. I mean, I got I got three dogs. You know, I got one curled in between my legs. I got one spoony me, and Frederick bur- burrowed somewhere deep at the end of the bed. You know, but I, it's still to have like a big like dog like Journey would be nice. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a lot of meat. Yes, yeah, a lot of meat. <clears throat> yeah. Well, guess what? We need to wrap it up. Oh, that went by fast. I was good. I yeah, know. baby. I hope that we have awakened your faith in humanity. There are people out there risking their lives to save dogs. Mm. You know? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, baby. Peace out. Bye. Well, there's something missing from around your house. It feels a little empty, as quiet as a mouse. Maybe you need someone to hang around with you. A faithful companion. Heck, why not two? So here's my suggestion. It's kind of short and sweet. I've got a little hint for you. I think they've got four feet. He might be big or he might be small. Furry or not furry or not a he at all. Go out and find a rescue dog, a rescue dog. Nothing could be better than for you to get together with a rescue dog, a rescue dog. Just might rescue you. Well, what they have in common is they need a loving home. Why wait any longer? There's no need to feel alone. Tails are gonna wag, faces gonna smile. It's a win for everyone, just go the extra mile. Go out and find a rescue dog, a rescue dog. Nothing could be better than for you to get together with a rescue dog, a rescue dog. Just my rescue. Just my